Welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. I created this podcast as a way to spark your interest in other cultures with entertaining and accessible storylines that have a focus on history and culture and have engaging sounds and music that will keep you, the listener, surprised at every turn. And for the parents that are listening, I just want to say that by listening to these stories with your little one, you can help them explore their own personality and maybe solve challenges, find successes, and maybe misadventures with each goop. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Goop Tales, episode 86, Monia and the Pyramid of the Moon. Monia was such a little history buff. She would read and read, but it was never enough. Oh, how she longed for ancient lands, for worlds buried beneath the sands. But if something were not to her liking, she would moan and moan and spew like a Viking. Today's story was inspired by Gracie May. Gracie May sent in an idea for a goop, and this is what she said. Her goop wears a dark, bluey-green jumper with flare jeans and black DM boots. She also wears a denim jacket. She wears a dark blue bucket hat. She carries a purple penny board, a skateboard, and her name is Monia. Monia loves double denim, and her friends always make fun of her for it, and that makes her even prouder to have it on. And she has a little amulet, and the gem in her amulet is red, and it was passed down through generations. She was given it by her great-great-great-great-grandfather, who little did she know was an archaeologist. And it says, P.S. Monia is a great friend, but of course she moans. She goes to Teotihuacan, state of Mexico, Pyramid of the Moon. More specifically, she goes to ancient Mexico and goes into the pyramid. I forgot to add that she loves astrology and even more stars in general, just like me. Wow, Gracie Mae, that is a... Amazing description, and you packed a lot in there. I want to thank you for it, and hopefully you won't mind if I took a couple twists and turns. You put so much in there, and I tried to take all your ideas and incorporate them into the story, and hopefully I made you proud. And if you want to see the drawings that go with the goops and all the photos that go with this story, as well as the cover art from Monia and the Pyramid of the Moon, just visit gooptails.com forward slash episode 86. That's 86. And if you've already sent a goop idea for a story or have written a review like Gracie May did or simply sent us an email, make sure you listen until the end to see if you got a shout out. And before we get into the story, there's just one thing I need to say. More like I need to answer an email that I got 
from Micah. So let me just read you the email first. Micah says, hi, Maria, this is Micah again. And I have a, well, I don't want to get you discouraged or anything, but wasn't Gooptales supposed to get us off the screens? And now you have a YouTube channel and I don't want you to take this personally. I love Gooptales. Micah, I just, I can't thank you enough for writing in this comment question because it gives me the chance to answer it. I love this and I do want you to get off the screens. And the reason we decided to go to YouTube, it's something I thought about for a long time, is that I know so many of the listeners want to go see the actual photos that go with the stories and have the stories play along and be able to visualize, help them visualize. So we decided to do the YouTube for that reason. So you could not only see the real images of where the goops are going, but hear the story at the same time. I have to say, though, that's just one way of engaging in Goop Tales. I really believe that the best way is to do it in your imagination. That's where you can create anything. But I do also love seeing the real places in the world that inspires Goop Tales because they inspired me to write the story. I hope that answers your question and I'm not offended at all. And I love the fact that it sounds like you're staying off the screen pretty well. But if you do decide to go on the screen, hopefully you'll go visit Gooptales at YouTube. Okay, let's get started with today's story. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a curious little goop girl called Monia. Monia had a very inquiring mind. She always wanted to know about the history of events and places. Of course, this pleased her teacher, Miss Wigglebutt, to no end. Monia was always the first to raise her hand to answer and ask questions in history class. Miss Wigglebutt, did you know that Napoleon Bonaparte was once attacked by bunnies? Monia asked. Miss Wigglebutt sensed a trap, so she skeptically answered, I was not aware of this. Monia laughed and told the class how once Napoleon had 3,000 bunnies gathered for a hunt, but when it came time for the hunt, the bunnies turned on him and charged. How interesting, said Miss Wigglebutt, who was completely unaware of this historical story. Monia loved to dress in double denim and wear a dark blue denim bucket hat. She thought it gave her the cool look of an explorer that was a little bit undercover. She wore an amulet on a chain around her neck that added to her intrigue. The amulet had been passed down through generations of goops. Monia believed that it was instilled with magical powers from a time long forgotten and that one day those powers would be activated. Some of her goop friends laughed at Monia's love of denim <laughs> 
and the fact that she wore it head to toe. But she didn't mind. It just made her want to wear it even more. But her friends did love her storytelling about times gone by. Monia was so well-read that she could speak on almost any ancient land or time in history. She loved to tell all her friends about the history of the piggy bank. The origin of the piggy bank began in the Middle Ages with the material used to make storage jars for coins. That material was an orange clay called pig. That is P-Y-G-G, not P-I-G. Over time, English potters were asked to make piggy banks. So they started to make them in the shape of pigs. And there you have it, Monia would say with a little flourish. Monia was well-loved for her storytelling, but she was not so well-loved for her Moni. All of the goops knew that if something irritated her, Monia would moan. She would moan and whine over the most ridiculous things. Oh, there's no more saltwater taffy. And now I have to have gummy bears, said Monia when the candy shop sold out of saltwater taffy. Gummy bears are delicious. I don't mind, replied Excitabelle. Well, I mind. Those weren't my first choice, Monia groaned back. Just ignore her. That's what I do said Ignora with a chuckle. (laughs) Despite her moaning, Monia got on very well with know-it-all. The two of them both loved ancient times and were forever trying to find a way to travel through time. They would take old grandfather clocks out during a storm and try to catch a bolt of lightning, hoping it would take them back in time. They had been out in many storms, but without success. On a very cloudy spring day, Monia grabbed her purple penny skateboard, hopped on it, and sped off to meet Know-It-All at the top of a very high hill in Goop World, a hill that the lightning could reach. Once again, they were going to try time travel. I know There will be a lightning strike that will whisk us away today, proclaimed Know-It-All with great confidence as they stood on the top of the hill. Of course you do, Know-It-All, laughed Monia. (laughs) All of a sudden, the skies cracked open and rain began to pour down. The lightning bolts shot through the clouds with that beautiful sound that Monia and Know-It-All loved so much. They watched as several bolts shot over onto a nearby hill. Then Monia began to moan. We should have gone to that hill. Of course the lightning goes over there. I don't mind. I know it will come here too, shouted Know-It-All as he held up a tiny pocket watch. Monia groaned and hit her hand to her chest, where she felt her great, 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 great 
grandfather's ruby amulet. She held it between her fingers and moaned. Oh, why? Why is the lightning not coming here? At that exact moment, a bolt of lightning shot straight down and touched the amulet with its tip. Moni disappeared in a flash of red. Chapter Two The sounds of lightning faded away as Monia and her purple penny board hit the ground. The sky above was dark, but lit up by stars. Monia gazed up at the sky, and her mind began to whir. This was not the night sky she knew at home. After studying the stars above, Monia spotted the Big Dipper and Polaris to its left. She closed her eyes and used her senses to take in her new surroundings. The smells, the sounds, and the overall feeling. With her eyes closed, Monia reached for her ancestral amulet and grasped her hand around it. She felt a bolt of energy shoot right through her body, and her eyes popped open. You're here. I know you are, Monia said in a calm but excited voice. She stood very still and waited. A gentle breeze swept up and around her, as if giving her a hug. She smiled and said, Hello, I've wanted to meet you forever. The breeze wrapped around her once again. Even though she was in a strange land by herself in the middle of the night, Monia didn't feel afraid at all. She felt peace mixed with excitement. Great, 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 great grandfather. How I have longed to meet you, she whispered. And I you answered back a voice. Monia couldn't believe she was hearing an actual voice. She gave a little hop of excitement and clapped her hands. Uh, I did it! I, I, I did it! Did I really travel back in time? I, I can't tell you how long I've been trying to do this, she said. I've been here waiting, Monia. I've watched you. I knew that your adventurous spirit would land you here eventually, said her great, 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 great grandfather, who was named Archeo. How? How how did you know this? asked Monia. Why, my amulet, of course. It was handed down to you, and you felt its energy. That is how you found me, said Archeo. Monia grasped the amulet and felt the tiny engraving on its back side. A-R-C-H-E-O. She had always wondered what it stood for. What, what is Archeo? She asked. Archeo is my name, of course. 
I'm an archaeologist, said Archeo. Monia was almost speechless. You're an archaeologist? The stories you must have uncovered, you must tell me about them, she said in awe. Archeo laughed, <laughs> and his breeze flowed through the night air. But first, tell me, where are we? said Monia. Ah, yes. We are at the Pyramid of the Moon in San Juan Teotihuacan, Mexico. But you must understand, Monia, that you have gone back in time, said Archeo in a somewhat ominous voice. I, I do, I do. This is what I have been waiting for and trying for with my time machine. I just never knew that it would be this amazing and that I would meet you, she said. It is amazing, but it is also dangerous, said Archeo. Monia was immediately triggered. She certainly didn't want to hear about danger just as she had encountered her great great, great, great grandfather. And when Monia was triggered, she moaned. I don't want to hear about the danger, Archeo. That's so boring. I just want to explore the Pyramid of the Moon, she sighed. Archeo sighed and swirled around her again. You will learn, Monia. You will learn. You are brave, but you must not be foolish, he warned. A sliver of sunlight cut through the gray sky, and Monia felt even braver as the night fell away. A few moments later, the Pyramid of the Moon came into view. It was an enormous stone pyramid with steps carved into it that led to its top. The Pyramid of the Moon was larger and more magnificent than Monia could have imagined. She ran towards it and bolted up the stairs with laughter. She could feel the energy of all her ancestors running through her, and she felt alive and awake. Knowing that Archeo was always around gave her reassurance that all would be well. Monia made her way up to the first level of stairs, and then she put down her purple penny board and skated up and down the perimeter of the Pyramid of the Moon. If only know-it-all could see me now, she thought to herself. As the sun heated up, she began to climb up to the next level. But after several minutes, Monia grew hot and tired, which of course triggered her moaning. I'm so hot. Why is it so hot? She moaned. As she moaned, a brick in the pyramid beneath her began to crumble bit by bit. Pieces fell away, and then it collapsed. 
as Monia was swallowed by the Pyramid of the Moon. Chapter 3 Monia tumbled downwards with bits of brick falling on top of her, and then she landed hard. She whistled as she stood up and got her first look at the interior of the Pyramid of the Moon. It took a moment for her eyes to adjust to the dark, but as they did, a deep corridor came into view. Monia was at one end of it, and it was too dark to see the other but it was the only direction she could go. Monia wisely sensed that she shouldn't use her skateboard at a moment like this. She picked it up and slowly began to walk down the long corridor. The earth and stones crunched beneath her feet as she moved along. She felt a rush of air wrap around her. Archeo, she whispered. There was no answer and Monia stood in silence. She froze. Archeo, she whispered again as the air grew cooler. Once again, there was no response. A little chill ran down Monia's spine. She felt like she was in over her head. She hadn't bothered to listen to Archeo's warning and now she was inside of the Pyramid of the Moon, and something wasn't right. Monia turned around to look at the opening she had entered from. It was dark, and the opening had closed up. Never had Monia felt more alone. The chilled air that was surrounding her picked up in speed and began to push her. It lifted her from the ground and pushed her through the corridor and out into an opening inside the pyramid. Monia could not resist the force of the air. She had to go along with it. And then, very abruptly, the force stopped and Monia found herself on a small elevated stone platform completely surrounded by water. She was trapped. She desperately searched for a way over the water, but there was nothing that could help her. Oh my gosh, how am I gonna get out of here? I can't believe I'm stuck here. Why, why? She moaned. As Monia moaned, the water surrounding her began to bubble. It started with one or two bubbles, and then many more began to pop up as steam started to rise from the water. Oh, it's so steamy and hot, moaned Monia as she rubbed her amulet. And the more she moaned, the more the water bubbled and steamed and the worse things got. Then, out of nowhere, she felt a gentle rush of air surround her. 
and cool her down. Arkyo, she whispered. It is me, he answered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I should have listened to you. I, I don't know what I'm doing, and everything keeps getting worse, she moaned. Stop, Arkyo said in a commanding voice. You must stop this moaning now and snap out of it if you want to save yourself. Until now, Monia hadn't heard Archeo speak in such a fierce voice, and she instantly demurred. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just don't know how to express my feelings, and I just moan. But I can tell you now that I am so scared, and I wish that I had listened to you earlier. I don't understand what's happening, and I don't know how to get out of here, she said. Much better. Moaning will never help you. It will just use up all of your energy and leave you tired and frustrated. Not to mention, it will exhaust anyone in your company. He sighed. Now listen. Listen to me very carefully. I know this pyramid well. I have been studying it for hundreds of years. And now that I am pure energy, I can move about as I like. But you must get out of here. The Pyramid of the Moon is an ancient burial ground, and she will claim you for her own. Monia's eyes shot wide open. She most certainly did not want to be trapped in the Pyramid of the Moon. She looked around as the bubbling water continued to foam and pop, almost as if it was waiting for her to fall in. I can carry you over the water, but not outside of the pyramid. That you must do yourself. I will have to work against the forces of the pyramid in order to carry you. So I will need you to do exactly what I say said Archeo. Of course, answered Monia. Then Archeo gently swirled around Monia and whispered in her ear, A moment later, she crouched down in her double denim and rubbed her amulet with one hand while clutching her penny board with the other. And then, It began. The Battle of the Wind Forces. One giant gale came from the east and another from the west. They clashed in the air above Monia and a violent windstorm began in the Pyramid of the Moon. Chapter 4 Monia stayed crouched down as she was instructed. She could barely keep herself from looking up at what was happening above her. Archeo had given her strict orders not to look at anything and to wait for him to pick her up. She was told to hold her amulet tightly the entire time. Archeo told her the forces of the pyramid burial ground were fierce and strong and he didn't want her to look at them because she could lose all her strength 
and get swept up by the wrong forces. Archeo and the spirits of the pyramid battled it out above her. The spirits wanted to claim Monia for their own and have her stay in the pyramid forever. Archeo had told her that there were many wonderful places to explore inside the pyramid, but not when the spirits were awake and aware and after her. Monia kept her eyes closed as she imagined the pyramid rooms and mazes with the moonlight seeping through that Archeo had described to her. He had told her there was an intricate maze of rooms inside the pyramid that had carvings of another time. When you observed the carvings during a full moon, they came to life. This is what Monia desperately wanted to see. Suddenly, she heard a thunderous clash above her, and then she felt herself lifted up and across the bubbling water. She knew it was Archeo that was carrying her by his gentle touch. He had won the battle with the spirits of the pyramid, for now. They traveled away from the center of the pyramid and down a side corridor. Monia watched as Archeo blew open a hidden brick doorway, bearing her through it and then slamming it shut behind them. He then deposited Monia gently on the ground. She looked up, trying to find a visual clue of Archeo, but there were none. I'm here always, he said gently, and I'm so proud of you. You did exactly as I asked. Now we will explore. Archeo told her that they would spend the better part of the day exploring the maze of hidden rooms in the Pyramid of the Moon, and that as night came and moonlight crept through the cracks, they would have to find a very special carving. It was the only way he knew that Monia could escape the Pyramid of the Moon before the spirits came for her again. Archeo described a carving of a full moon that shot moonbeams onto the earth below. This carving would come to life with moonlight and it would have the power to transport her through time and space. They just needed to find it. I have heard of this carving, but never seen it. I know it is on the eastern side of the pyramid, so we will spend our time there until we come upon it, he said. Archeo picked up Monia again and carried her across the pyramid through many winding corridors until they came to the eastern side of the Pyramid of the Moon. They entered hidden chambers and studied the stories told by the carvings on the walls. Archeo had been studying the pyramid for so long that he was able to translate the stories for Monia. He told her stories of how the pyramids were built. He told her about the Pyramid of the Sun, the Moon, and the Feathered Serpent that took thousands of workers decades and decades to build. He told her about the seven layers of the Pyramid of the Moon that were all built on top of each other. He began to tell her of the spirits that had been buried there. When they heard a crashing sound coming from across the pyramid, no time for more stories, Monia. We will meet again. Now we must find the room that I told you about, said Archeo. Instead of wasting her energy on moaning, 
Monia reached down and clasped her amulet. And as she did, it began to glow just a tiny bit. As she moved to the west, the glow grew brighter. Look, she gasped as she held it up. It's guiding us. Archeo swirled around her and said, hold it high. Then he picked her up and they followed the amulet as it grew brighter and brighter. It led them to a hidden chamber that Archeo had never seen before. On the walls of the chamber were a series of carvings of the moon, dropping moonbeam after moonbeam to the earth below. This is it, he said. This is it, and you found it. I am so proud of you. Just then, an enormous force of wind came barreling into the chamber and knocked the amulet from Monia's hand. The hidden chamber was completely dark, and as Monia desperately felt the ground beneath her, trying to locate the amulet, a sliver of moonlight crept through the cracks and lit up the ground. She saw her amulet and reached for it as Archeo pushed it in her direction and said goodbye. The moment Monia touched the amulet, she disappeared into the moonlight just before the spirit force swept through the hidden chamber in search of her. She felt herself wrapped up in a loving embrace, and then she was gently let down on a grassy knoll back in Goop World. She immediately popped up, rubbed her amulet, and looked around. No, it all will never believe this, she said to herself. Then she set off to find know-it-all, but he was nowhere to be found. He was at the Tanjan Putin National Park in Indonesia. But that is a tale for another time. I hope you loved that goop tale. And if you have a goop idea, like Gracie May did, and you have one that you want to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it on over. To send your idea through a voice message, visit gooptales.com. And on the right side of the screen, you're going to see a green button that reads, leave a 90-second voice message for Maria. You can just press that and leave the message. If you send in a voice message, not only are you very likely to get a response from me because I listen to all of them, but also if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. So if you want to hear your voice on Goop Tales, make sure and leave a voice message. Now, if you're curious to see the cover drawing, the artwork for this story, and all the photos that go with it, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 86. That's eight six. I would love to see any drawings you want to do on the Goops. If you're feeling creative, just draw a picture of Monia. You have a very good description at the beginning of this podcast of what she likes to wear. And ask a grown-up to tag us on it in social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptails. It is time for the shout-outs. So let me just take a moment and thank Bailey, Maim, Nina, Krishna, Chase, Anna, and Micah. 
Thank you all for writing in, leaving a review, or a voice message. I love reading your comments and listening to your sweet messages, your little voices. I love them, so thank you. If you want to listen to the stories and see photos of the real places the Goop visits, then here's that part where maybe you can go on the screen for just a little bit and you can ask the grown-up in your life to go to youtube.com and search for Goop Tales. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we've recently launched our YouTube channel and we've made available a couple of videos of the stories that you already know and love. We started with the first ones. The video stories are 100% made for kids and they're marked as such by YouTube. Adults, if you're listening, you can rest assured we've taken every necessary precaution for the little one to watch safely. Once you're there, I would really love it and appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Goop Tales channel. We have only just begun and we would love to see it grow so that more people can experience the joy of listening to and seeing all the beautiful places at Goop Tales. Okay, I will see you in the next Goop Tales.